millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. close to the microphone shall i hello and welcome to the wrestle talk podcast i am luke owen d a d and i'm joined by that bitch your quizzlemania champion tempo t wrestler how are you sir doing quite well luke how are you well i'm i'm stoked now you'll get to hear this in the show itself uh because we get a live reaction to it but they've just announced that um they're doing an x-men revival the X-Men yeah. animated series from the 1990s is getting a brand new, uh, like a sequel show. It's called X-Men 97. Um, and that is very cool. And um, uh, I'm going to share my screen with you to show how Marvel Studios announced this because, oh, I mean, it, it warms my heart. This is terrible uh-huh. podcast content. I appreciate that. Uh, but Tempest <laughs> will have a lovely reaction to it. There is Chrome tab, Marvel Studios. Here we go. <laughs> of course that's that is lovely this is it's lovely the, stuff it's the wolverine meme of him looking at a photograph and they put in the photograph x-men 97 that's <laughs> great oh they oh that's fun yeah i like knowing that there are people involved with marvel stuff that get it you oh. know i get i get a sense a lot of the time that the disney folk are just robots that don't understand stuff you know, yeah, like they didn't understand guess, Star Wars. Like, well, I get this with um. So, I love The Simpsons. You love The Simpsons. We all love mm-hmm. The Simpsons, right? But like, have you tried to watch any of the Simpsons shorts things that they've done on Disney Plus? No, I have not. And the reason why I think they're pretty bad, quite bad, in fact, I would say, is that when The Simpsons were on Fox, all they did was just like this channel sucks. Like this yeah. channel's just full of crap, and everyone who works in there is an idiot. I, and I and Fox are, are rubbish. Now they've gone to Disney. All of the shows are just like, man, God, do you know who rules Disney? Like, do you know who's do you know what's the best? Loki. Do you know what's got no flaws in it? Loki, Star Wars. Man, let's just make some Star Wars references, but with Simpsons characters, with none of the bite or satire that a Simpsons short would have had on Fox ten or so years ago. Oh man, yeah, it really is. 
It really is. It really does disappoint me, you know, because I love I love good classic Simpsons like a lot. It's like one of my favorite shows ever. And they were counterculture in the 90s. And that was like, that's as cool as you can get, you know, in the age of Nirvana and and Stone Cold Steve Austin. You've got the Simpsons being the bad boys of, of cartoons. That was really good. Now they're the furthest thing from that. They are just Americana. Yeah, it's a real shame. Um, yeah. yeah, like it, it, it kind of sucks a little bit in a way. I bet it doesn't matter. I haven't really watched a new episode of The Simpsons in years. Um, speaking of which, actually, so we went out last night to Drafts uh, Board Game Club Cafe yes, in London. Very jealous. Um, oh, I know. And it was a, it was a good amount of fun. We played some Telestrations, played some Ghost Blitz, um, which was really good uh, with Terry and Social Media Abby because she's in town. Mm-hmm. And social media, Abby. I don't. I don't think she'll mind me revealing this. She. Uh, she told me that her and her partner are going to get Simpsons tattoos. Mm. And I was mm-hmm. like, "What? What are you going to get?" And she was like, "He's going to get Ralph dressed up as Idaho, and I'm going <laughs> to get Lisa dressed up as Florida." That is tremendous. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> tremendous. That's the best thing I've ever heard. It's so good. Like that is incredible. I'm not Florida. I'm a monster. (laughs) I'm Idaho. Yes, yes, you are. (laughs) I'm Idaho. I yeah, I love that. I've I've said this before, but like I regret that I was not stupid enough as an 18 year old. I was stupid enough to get the tattoo that I've got when I was 18, the one that's on my arm, but I was not stupid enough to get Millpool tattooed on my leg. It's the one, yeah. and I can't do it now. I'm 36 years old soon. I'll be 36 next month, and I'm a dad. I can't do that tattoo now. But if I was an, if I was an idiot 18-year-old, I could have done that and got away with it. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that uh, that when I'm your age, I will look back and say, I'm really glad I was that stupid 19-year-old to get the Batman and Joker tattoo. <laughs> 100%. Or a jam that jam tattoo for that one hundred percent. Because I look back on this this one that's on my arm that I got done when I was eighteen, and I'm like, look at that, look at this guy, look at this kid who yeah. got this tattoo on his arm of Jason Voorhees. What a cool kid he was. You'll have yeah. the same thing when you're like you hit my age. Um, I did say the other one I would have been tempted to get, like if I was to get a Simpsons tattoo, would have been um, Kirk Van Houten drawing dignity for, for <laughs> Luan. I love that. <laughs> Dignity, Luann. <laughs> of course you don't know how to draw dignity. I gave it up when I married her. Because it's so abstract as well. Yeah. Like only a few people be like, you got is that dignity? Like it's <laughs> on your arm. Oh, that's tremendous. Yeah, there's um I highly recommend if you're on uh, Instagram, there's an Instagram account called um Simpsons Tattoos. And I, I love all that right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's get into the main show itself we're i mean if you don't like aew you're not going to enjoy this podcast because we talk about aew a whole bunch for the next hour or so talking full gear specifically will hangman page win the title or should hangman page win the title here is the show Should Hangman Page win the AEW World Championship tomorrow night 
at AEW Full Gear 2021. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, and I am joined by that bitch, your Quizzlemania champion from L.I. Dickheads, Tempo T-Wrestlo. How are you, sir? I'm doing it fabulously, Luke. I get to talk about AEW today, which is out of the ordinary for my typical week. So I'm I'm in oh, high spirits. It's delightful. So uh, to, to peel back the curtain somewhat, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you were watching last week's show, you, you will have heard that Denise Salcedo said that she's bailing on this show again because she had the temerity to be busy working uh, by going to do the media stuff at AEW Full Gear. So she's flying out to Minneapolis today. So she's like... I can't do the the Friday show, and I can't do the week after that either. I said that's fine. Don't worry, I'll, I'll find a, I'll find you know a replacement for you. So I uh, I thought you know maybe I'll uh, I'll reunite Ollie and Luke on a Friday show. That'll be fun. And then Ollie was like, "No, I'm off on Friday." I'm like, "Cool. Well, it's okay. I you know I'll ask SP3." So I message SP3 and I'll be like, "Hey man, do you fancy doing the show?" He was like, "Sorry man, I'm going out for full gear." I was like, "Nope, no, it's okay. It's all good. Pete's around." Message Pete. Uh, and I was on the tube last night with Pete because we went to drafts um, with Editor Terry and Social Media Abbey. And I said to Pete, I was like, hey, do you fancy doing the show tomorrow? And he said, no, I'm off work tomorrow. And I was like, oh, God dang it. And then he said, Tempest, with, ask Tempest. And I was like, why didn't I think of Tempest in the first place? Tempest seems like the most smartest answer to do with this because I get to talk about <laughs> AEW with Tempest the Wrestler. And that's a really fun time. I'd much rather do that than talk about AEW with someone who doesn't care about AEW. At least you like the product. I do. I'm everyone's fifth choice to be on a podcast. That's <laughs> like, damn, Tempest the seventh pick in the draft. I was always the last kid picked in gym class. <laughs> So was I. I'm just extracting my revenge on everyone now. But anyway, yeah, no, thank you so much for joining us, Tempest. Also, um, you may have noticed that the title of this video changed at some point, and I've been talking about it all week. Matt McMuscles was meant to be joining us for this show today, but unfortunately, scheduling uh, difficulties have gotten in the way of us. So Matt is looking to be on next week's show instead. So it's just me and Tempo for today. So, Tempest. Yeah, let's talk about full gear first of all before we get into the the meat of the subject by the way beer52.com forward slash rest talk get yourself 10 free craft beers it's one for every match on this full gear card how are you feeling about full gear which is again tomorrow night i keep forgetting that it's tomorrow night like it's kind of snuck up on me the november pay-per-view all because there's only two months between all out and full gear as opposed to like three or four months between full gear and revolution then revolution and, and whatever the rest of the pay-per-view schedule, this is the shortest gap. So it really is snuck up on me. That being said, I don't think I'm quite as excited for the show as I was for all out, but that's just because all out was like the most excited I've ever been for a pay-per-view. I'm and you really, were there. yeah, I was there. I was there. And if, if it wasn't such a hassle to get over the border and back, right now i i'd probably be trying to go to this show i'll be honest i'll pro- yeah. i would probably be trying to go that being said i'm really looking forward to this show i think this card looks fantastic and there's a lot of matches here that i have a genuine genuine interest in more than just like oh that'll be fun or that'll be a good match like no i'm really into this card 
Yeah, I was um, I was listening to Stephen Larson on the way to work. I was talking about this on the Dynamite show yesterday, but I was listening to Stephen Larson talking about this show. And I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Steve said, like, on paper, this has every chance to be show of the year. Like, oh. I think it will end up being all out. Like, I think when we send out our um, our forms, when we do our best of year, our end of year awards, we send out like a questionnaire to, you know, everyone who works within the Rust Talk, everyone who works with rusttalk.com, everyone who works on Parts Fun Known, on Wrestling Daily, and, you know, the Quizzlemania extended family. So like Sean, Denise, Alex, Brian Zane, we send it out to everyone, right? I am fairly confident that, f- that f- uh, all out is going to win best show of the year. Because of the the triple header, right, of Ruby Soho and then the closing of Adam Cole and Danielson, plus CM Punk's first match back in, you know, however long. So, like, the cage I, match. Exactly. The cage match, which was insanely great. Um, so, I think that likely that will win show of the year. But I do think on paper, this is a better show than All Out. I think it could be. I mean, you've got you've got Adam Cole wrestling on this show. Yeah, you've got Danielson. Brian Danielson in a big singles match on this show. You have the culmination of the uh, Omega and Hangman. Well, possibly the culmination. We don't know. But a big, big title match there. This has the potential to be bigger and better than that one. I, I just don't think it has like that, that hype around it because of the extra things. Like, oh, who's showing up? This is more of just like a pay-per-view wrestling card where you're showing up to see the wrestling matches and the stories and all of that, as opposed to like, well, who's going to show up debuts to AEW confirmed, which is like a different kind of excitement. And I love both. It'll just be interesting to see how the pay-per-view turns out at the end. Exactly. And like, this is, you know, all out was punk's first match in seven years, but this is punk's first match with some steak and sizzle and bite to it. So I think that that's really going to elevate that match over the, the Darby Allen match. Um, so let's kind of dive in. Oh, sure. I like this from Neil. It's like, how long before Luke and Tempest just start talking about Pearl Jam? Yeah. <laughs> in all fairness, like when I was messaging Matt McMuscles earlier, he was like, Amazing. I just wanted to come on the podcast and talk to you about the new Limp Bizkit album. And I was like, yeah, me too. Like that's, that's kind of what I was thinking of doing. I was listening to it again this morning. <laughs> this whole thing just devolves back into a new, a new, <laughs> new metal, a new metal podcast. That's the way that me and Tempest roll. And it's yeah. we get together. It's like, hey, should we just talk about some new metal? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Anyway, let's let's get into the uh, the meat and potatoes of all of this. Hangman mm. Page versus Kenny Omega. Storyline has been building for two years plus at this point. I think you can make the argument that this storyline started really at the first AEW press events. The one yep. in Jacksonville where Pac came out to be like the EYI man, I think I'm better than you. And I mm-hmm. think I should be the face of this promotion. And then the match that they were supposed to have at Double or Nothing that actually happened in Nottingham, that I was there for. Um, and, you know, and, and then that built up to the Jericho loss, that then built to the tag team with Omega, which then led to their amazing run as the tag team champions. The loss to FTR last year. The full gear last year where Kenny Omega beat him in the World Title Eliminator Tournament and then went on to win the belt. This has been building for so, so long. But the question is, is now the time to pull the trigger? I think it is. 
I think it is. And I've gone back and forth on this a lot the last few weeks, ever since they announced the match, really, because I am not married to the idea that he needs to win it at this show. I do think that given AEW's track record, they could work the storyline so that it builds up to another title change. I, th- I still think he should be the guy to beat Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Like 100%, he should be the guy. Mm-hmm. Whether they do it now or they continue the storyline and change his character more in the time between now and another title shot, I don't know. I don't know. And that would be the big case because to me, this isn't like a lot of the times we've seen where it's like, oh, he loses here. He's not going to be the guy. We've seen throughout Hangman Page's story that his losses have consequences and it leads to him changing his character and having a great deal of character development. And that to me is very important to this story. Without him losing a number of times earlier in the story, I don't think this has the same kind of emotional weight that it has now. So that being that being said, I do think that now is the time for him to win. I think that if this yeah. match had happened at all out, I think he would have lost. But when it became clear that his paternity leave was going to change plans, I think the big 10-man tag where he lost his opportunity, I think that kind of took the place of a first title shot loss. And then this match is now the second shot, basically. So I think it all still kind of works out. And now he's going to win the title. I, I would agree with you on that one. Like uh, where I come down on this, and some people were really surprised by this in the, the comments of yesterday's prediction videos. Cause I come down this on in, looking at it from two ways. It's my head and my heart, right? Mm-hmm. So my, my heart says hangman has to win, but my head says Danielson is likely winning the, um, the world title limited tournament. I think it's a pretty much, it's a pretty safe bet that he's going to beat Miro tomorrow night and he's going to be the new number one contendership so if danielson is winning the world title eliminator tournament what's the bigger match for you as tony khan the promoter is it danielson versus page or is it danielson omega 2 now so there's part of me that you know I, so i go back and forth on that like do it like, like now is the time to pull the trigger but also hey that's pretty good but when i was doing the the kenny omega article on um for wrestle talk magazine the there was a quote from um omega that really stuck out to me which is that he felt after the greatness of the first akada omega match he felt that the sequel came too soon after the first one mm. like he thought that they should have held off should have done it at dominion should have held off that was not the time to do it F- face of the g1 yeah probably but like that title match should not have happened so soon after the Wrestle Kingdom match. And if that Kenny Omega is still the same Kenny Omega we have now, is he saying to Tony Khan, look, yeah, Omega Danielson 2 is the is a big match for us to do, but let's not do it now. Like let's hold mm. off and wait until you know people are salivating for the idea of us getting into the ring again. It's very interesting. That's very interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that, but it's a very interesting point, you know, because I don't know. I would assume that whoever wins the Eliminator tournament is going to get a title shot at like winter is coming or like yeah. the beginning of December show, yeah, which or like would a January put, 1st show or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Like they, they never do the number one contenders match on a pay-per-view and then build that up until the next pay-per-view just because Revolution. that's so long. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it could likely be the, um, the first TBS show. Oh, it could be that as well. Could be that. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense if they want to hold off on doing Kenny Bryan too. If they want to hold off on that, I don't even think it's that, big of a stretch to think that Miro might win this match. I think Hangman yeah. Page against Miro would be a really big first title defense for him. I think even if Kenny retains, I think Kenny Omega versus Miro isn't that is like a really interesting opportunity. Double heel match, really fun, two great wrestlers, the whole deal. I don't think it's a lock that Brian wins this tournament. And that could buy them a little bit of time if they plan on holding off on Brian on Brian Kenny too. I don't know though. I just after the promo at the end of Dynamite where they had the contract signing and went through all of that. I saw that segment and went Hangman should win. Yeah. Right. I had the that, same sort that of thing. solidified like, it. Like now is the time the contract in blood. Yeah, they've hit the perfect point. They've hit the peak. I don't know if they could go higher. Of course, this storyline keeps proving me wrong. It keeps getting better. But I don't know if you can beat this. This is really, really good. And if they did the title change here, I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed. Except yeah, Louis. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I said this on the, <laughs> the prediction show uh, last night. I mean, Ollie made this point. And it's a point that I sort of agree with as well, which is that, like, the, the comments very much disagreed with what Davis had to say. But I don't think it's a terrible take, which is Omega wins here. Omega then beats Danielson, Omega then beats Punk, Omega then beats other Adam Cole, and then Hangman Page beats him. All of a sudden, Hangman Page hasn't just beaten Kenny Omega. He has beaten the guy that has beaten all of the top guys on AEW's roster. So I I sort of see from that point, but then like, I mean, like, Ollie's like pitching, oh man, you should wait until All Out 2022. I don't know if you can I don't know if you can stretch this out for that long. Yeah, that that might be pushing it a little bit, you know. And I will say, I will say, that take does kind of remind me of Okada's incredible IWGP title run. Right, yeah. Because there, there were several times throughout that title run where people were like, well, now it's obviously the time. Kenny Omega needs to win the title in the Tokyo Dome. Kenny Omega needs to win the title at Dominion. Tetsuya Naito needs to win the title in the Tokyo Dome. And it never happened. It didn't happen. Okada just kept winning. He kept retaining the title over and over and over again. And eventually, they got to Omega Okada 4, and that was the actual right time. That's right, yeah. And we were all wrong for having thought that all the previous times were the right time. They probably would have been cool moments, but they held it off. For as long as possible and it resulted in the biggest possible moment so i don't know if you could do that with this title run because obviously things are different over here weekly television and all that that being said if they want to make kenny omega like the modern day greatest world champion of all time i could see them going that direction and just saying he's going to be the champion for a year and a half two years and then hangman wins I just don't know if you make the story better by doing that. I found the Kenny Omega quote as well that I was referencing earlier. Um, so it was uh, Wrestling Don Taku 
uh, Carter named Omega as the next challenger for the IWGP Championship at Dominion. Omega's hold ESPN. I personally think it's too soon to revisit that match. I would have liked to just let that performance be, come back to it at a later date. But there comes a time in business when it's just important to move numbers, put asses in seats. But as the saying goes, you have to come out all guns blazing. So, I, yeah, I, there is that part of me that with, like, with Omega was like, hmm, maybe he is the guy to be like, let's hold off. In which case, then, yeah, it sort of makes sense to put the belt on Omega now. Sorry, to put the belt on, on Paige now, because then you do Paige Danielson and you mm. get to hold off on doing Danielson Omega 2 and save that for like maybe rather than doing it on TV this time, you save it for the pay-per-view where you actually have an outcome on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just, it's, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. No, I don't. Yeah. That, that's a very good point, actually, because like, this is the thing we were talking about on the prediction show yesterday. This is a hard card to predict Yeah, because like, there's so many things that could swing either way. And I love that. Actually. I really, I really love that about like full gear. I, I, I had like three solid confidence choices. Like where I went and be like, okay, these are the matches I'm, I am 100% confident that Britt Baker is retaining the title. I am pretty confident that um, Inner Circle Jerks are going to be American top team because they've taken so many losses against them. So I'm pretty confident on that one. And I think you need to give Jericho a win to lead to the Muslim, or however you say his name, Muslim match. But aside from that, like the other one actually, and I wanted to ask you where you land on this, Kingston Punk. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. I think Punk wins. I think Punk wins because I think you do want to keep him undefeated for a really big match, whether that's Kenny Omega or whatever. I think you build to that. That being said, if Eddie Kingston was able to get a big win here over Punk, man, I wouldn't be sad seeing it. I would just be like, wow, crazy. It's the same thing with the main events. If Hangman Page wins tomorrow night, I'm going to be so happy. Kenny yeah. Omega retains tomorrow night. I'm going to be like, that's awesome. Because we're still yeah. like holding on. And like you said, making him that great modern day world champion. I can see it. Re- I really can see it going either way. I, I know a lot of people, like I can see them in the chat. And I can see them in the comments yesterday who think it is more cut and dry than it is. I don't think it is. And I would be happy with either way. Same with Punk um, uh, Kingston. If Punk wins... That's great because in Eddie's own mind, he doesn't care if he wins or loses. He just wants to beat up CM Punk. But if Kingston wins, holy heckins, you get that first Punk loss out of the way, you give it to someone like an Eddie Kingston, that is a massive, massive boon to him. And this feels like it's a series of matches as opposed to a one-and-done thing. This whole feud has been built on one promo segment on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so crazy to me that... This incredible little storyline. It's like <laughs> a two or three week build based off of a guy interrupting another guy's backstage promo segment. Oh, yeah. And it's incredible. It's so good. It's so good. Because you just let two good promos go out there and cut promos on each other. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I absolutely oh, love so it. Good. Like I you will- and I. Yeah, I will I will say quickly about like this uh this card and AEW just in general. I think right now this card and this whole topic speaks to AEW having that goodwill. If they make a decision, it's like whenever Gato in New Japan would book something that I didn't see coming. In that case, I'm like, 
you are smarter than I. I trust that you have a vision and you have a plan and this is going to work out. How did that I work out not... for you in 2020? <laughs> well, everything <laughs> comes to an end. This this is more something regarding Gato that took place hey, man. like three the, or four or five years ago. <laughs> the evil thing may pay off. Uh, let it play out. Oh, uh, <laughs> let it play out. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't have that same that same uh, confidence when watching the other show because I don't know why you would. But I have a lot of confidence watching this show that if they decide that Kenny Omega is the right choice to be world champion right now, that it's the right choice and it's going to pay off down the road. I have that confidence in them, and that just helps a lot with my enjoyment. I know I'm not going to have the rug taken out from under me. Uh, I'm gonna be curious. I don't. I think Jenna might be around. So, Mod Mother Jenna, if you are there and you are able to put up a poll for us, we did a poll like this on uh, a Dynamite episode about whether or not Hangman Page should win the title, yes or no, and it was overwhelmingly for Page to win. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see what difference that number would be this time round. So close, you know, 24 hours removed from right. or 24 hours before full gear kicks into gear full beer if you will full beer 52.com forward slash get yourself uh 10 free craft beers on us um what the reaction would be uh this time around i actually think going by like looking at the live chat here looking at the comments on yesterday's particular video it's actually gonna be more weighted towards page <laughs> than it was the last time we did it Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
So uh, the other match, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about this AEW card. Um, and this was something, there we go. Thank you very much. We have now got a poll up. So please do um, vote in that poll. Should Hangman Page win the title tomorrow? Thank you very much, moderators. Is, I, I've got to, I feel like I have got to be in my bonnet about this. I know other people have got to be in their bonnet about this and I uh, fully stand by them, but I know that it's not, not everyone has got to be in their body about this, be in their bonnets. There's only one women's card on this match that matters, right? Out of this mm -hmm. 10 match card, like it is, it is all dudes. And there are two women's matches. One of them is for the world title and it really doesn't feel like it's a world title match. And the other one is a tag match that's on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. I am, I am disappointed in, in AEW that there isn't more of an effort because this happens every single show now. And I'm disappointed that more of an effort has not been made for this show, particularly because I could have sworn, like I would have put Louis Dangor money down that we were going to have Hikari Shida versus Serena Deeb on this show. Yeah. So odd, you know? Yeah. So odd. Like between that match and obviously I I've got a different mindset when it comes to this rivalry than they do clearly, but I would have thought we would have seen uh, a Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match by now, you know, mm -hmm. like, cause I, I said that ahead of all out and people were like, Oh, it's too soon to do the title change. And I was like, well, you don't need to do the title change here. Just do the match. Cause it's a big match. And then you can build to a rematch where the title change happens. You know, if Britt Baker beats Thunder Rosa, she could say, oh, I'm 1-0 against Thunder Rosa. That other match doesn't count. How does it feel to have never beaten me, Thunder Rosa? Ha ha. You know, work some heel shtick into it. That's a really big match. And I feel like they have they kind of blew through their really big title match when they did Britt Baker and uh, and Ruby Soho on TV. And now they haven't really got that next big one to come right back with for the pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think they maybe should have just held that one off until the pay-per-view. And it would have been like a really big match with a two-month build and everything like that. Because I love Ty Conti. I absolutely love I think she's great and super improved from where she was when she left NXT. That being said, I don't think there's a, a chance that she wins this match. And I want that kind of suspension of disbelief when I watch the big title matches on pay-per-view. And it seems like I never really get that feeling watching the women's matches. Yeah, I, I know I agree with you here. Like, I, I, I'm a big Ty Conti fan, don't get me wrong. I think she's great. I think she's grand. But there was a moment on Dynamite this week when Britt Baker stood across the ring from Thunder Rosa and the crowd went bananas for it. And then when Baker stood across the ring from Conti less so i the crowd think that, went mild the crowd went mild because i think that tells you that what the audience appetite is right now is for that big match and i totally get the argument of holding off on it i totally get that argument because kind of like what we were saying about omega danielson you want to make people really want to see that match and i totally get that argument the other side of that coin and why that argument doesn't hold that much water in this scenario is that there isn't an, uh, another big match to fall back on. Like if you don't do Danielson versus Omega too in, you know, uh, 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 an early January, so uh, winter is coming, a revolution of stuff. You have got 
five or six big time matches that you can fall back on to be like, yeah. well, okay, well, I can see why they're delaying Danielson Omega 2 because you've got Omega Punk, you've got Omega Page, you've got Omega Cole, you've got like all of these matches that you can fall back on. Omega Kingston, for God's sake, with the with Britt Baker, it feels like she has Thunder Rosa and that's it. And and there's Ruby Soho as well, which has already beaten Ruby. So like, there's no other big matches for them to fall back on. So we're now, and I, yeah, I, I like the fact that Conti is, is getting this shot, but it doesn't feel as big time on a card that is stacked full of big time matches. Yeah. And I agree. I think there, there are still possibilities that they could have worked with here. I think you could have come back with a Hikaru Shida, Britt Baker rematch from double or, not, double or nothing. 100%. Like, that would have been one of the bigger matches that they could have done in the women's division. It just, it doesn't feel like they're putting that same level of thinking into the women's title matches on pay-per-view as they are when it's like, we need to have the big, big world championship match in the main event and the tag title match has got to be really big and important and everything. And it's like, mm, do the same thing for them. Cause they've got the talent. Now the yeah. women's division is there. You've got, Ruby Soho and Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. And there's so many options now. And I understand if you have plans for some of them, but like, come on, you, you can, you can work with us a little bit here. Put something on pay-per-view that has a little bit more, a little bit more meat to it than, than what we've been given. So I think it'd be a really good match tomorrow. Like, I think it will oh, be I'm a really good looking match. forward to it. And, and I think the, the content, Baker in particular, because the crowd are so into Britt Baker at the moment. Like, they, she can get anyone into any match that, that she is going to put them again. So I don't think that there's any danger of that. But I do think that there is this sort of, like, overall um, aesthetic with AEW that it is the women's matches are so secondary within this company. And that is, it's hard to avoid and it is like, I mean, Alex Queen of the Ring did an incredible Twitter spaces about this last night um, after Tony Khan's less than sensible answer he had about like an all women's uh, AEW pay-per-view. Um, I mean, I, I nearly had it as the topic for this video, but I thought, you know what? Like two white guys with beards are probably not the people to be like, <laughs> having this level, probably not having this level of bait. I would suggest everyone go and like check out Alex Queen of the Ring, sort of like thread and thoughts on this. Go and see what she has to say about the, uh, the, the situation. But I, yeah, like the, the tag match on the pre-show, if it was me booking it, I would have Cody and Pack versus Malachi Black and Andrade on the kickoff show. Like that for me as a buy-in, if you're using, if your whole goal of the buy-in, if your whole goal of the kickoff show is to make people want to buy the pay-per-view, put that smegging match on the on there, right? Because that's four huge names. It's four yeah. big names. And that will do more for your pay-per-view buys than putting two, four women out there whose only connection is, well, they're in the tournament brackets together for the TBS yeah. title. Hell, you could have even done like a big tournament match on the pay per view. One hundred percent. Why isn't yeah, absolutely, bloody <laughs> exactly. Why isn't Soho versus Statlander on the show? Yeah, like they, they, that doesn't need to have a, a huge storyline behind it. It's just it's a tournament match with two good wrestlers, and I'm sure they'll go out and tear the house down. You know, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the the men's tag on the pre-show would have led more people to buy the the show than just a seemingly fairly random collection of of women, you know, without much behind it with just all oh, they're in the tournament, that's it. 
you know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I would have done this differently. Um, before we sort of move into people's ultra chats, is there any other matches that you want to highlight that you'd really like to talk about before we uh, move on? Ooh, that's tough. I, I will say, I, I think my only real point that I want to make is that I want Hangman Page and Kenny Omega to be like the best match of all time. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> you like, know? I want this to be real good. <laughs> I want this to be like the epic conclusion to yeah. one of the best wrestling stories that I've seen in my time watching wrestling. Oh, yeah. I want that. I want that to be a thing. That being said, I have a hard time thinking that Brian Danielson versus Miro won't be like the best thing that I've ever seen. Um, well, that's because like <laughs> Danielson, we, we joked about this when we did the SmackDown review a couple of weeks ago. Danielson just woke up early uh, one morning <laughs> in sort of like August and thought to himself, huh, I think I'm just going to be the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few months on got a few months left in the year i can i can win the wrestling observer wrestler of the year if i, if I just if i try a bit hard i i reckon i could do that so he's just gone out there in aew and he's just like yeah you know who am i facing rocky romero cool i'll have the best match on the card fine i i, I that's just what he's doing well anthony bones yeah cool i'll have the best match on the card just so i think there's every chance it's gonna be an absolute banger and the best match on the show i think it will so it's so it's so weird that i was like if i had to pick the best match on the show. I'm like, it will probably be Brian Danielson and Miro. But I also want Hangman Page and Kenny Omega to be like the best match of all time. And I can't have both of those two things. You know? It's you like how do. Omega Okada 4. Yeah, you can have all of it. You can have it all. I want it all. I'm greedy. I want it. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. You know? Oh, because man. for me, for me, like, I think I think Punk Kingston has every chance of stealing the show. Oh, yeah. I really because and I think what is really going to help that is a money in the bank 2011 level crowd that is mm -hmm. just like because that, that's the thing I love about this this feud built on one promo segment that's how great these two are is that the, the audience the AEW audience is thirsty for this match like oh, they yeah. are rabid for this match so I think when those two men are standing across the ring from each other and that bell rings the crowd are gonna go ballistic and I think that is really gonna help elevate this match I love being there for AEW <laughs> pay-per-view crowds it's really something special you know Mm -hmm. oh man i wish i was there for this this weekend i really do because there's a lot of these matches where i was just like oh i want to see that live i really do i cannot wait for this company to come across the sea come across like you know things are opening up again like please yeah have a, a little crumb look <laughs> i've seen i've seen one aew match live in my life and it was at a different, it was at a show in Nottingham in a gym hall. I'd like to see a big AEW pay-per-view, please. Please, sir. Can I have some AEW, sir? That's oh, how I feel every time yeah. I'm watching one of these shows. I was like, maybe, maybe next year will be the year that we get something over here. Uh, right, let's move into your ultra chats because you have got a bunch to say on this. Also, update on the poll. So 11 minutes ago. But nearly 800 votes on this. So you've still Ooh. got time to vote in there. It's at the top of the, the thread. 86% um, think that Hangman Page should win the title. That is, that's a <laughs> landslide victory. That's pretty one-sided. That's pretty one-sided. 
And I think that uh, that fourteen percent of people who are voting no is Ollie Davis making burner accounts. So, <laughs> listen to me. Uh, please also uh, click the link in the video description down below or the one being provided by our wonderful moderators to beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get yourself not one, not two, not three, but 10, 10, 10 free craft beer from Beer52. It's UK viewers only, but they are mwah, the most wonderful human beings they've supported us a lot over the years they've been sponsoring us a lot this year and they're sponsoring like so many shows this year they're sponsoring tomorrow's aew full gear live reactions ollie and i are super super thrilled and also tempest i'm getting the train in to the studio tomorrow to do the live reactions i'm not driving that means i can have a beer <laughs> yeah yeah I'm i don't know what i'm gonna beer. be drinking i don't I'm know what i'm drinking tomorrow and oh, I'm really you. excited about it. I'm going to have a beer with Ollie, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to get the train at 8 a.m. the following morning, stinking of booze and looking like a right weirdo to all of like, the <laughs> people who are just trying to get out of London. Um, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So we're yeah, at a bit of a change of pace as well. We're doing the live reactions, and then like half an hour after the show is finished, we're doing the podcast review. Ollie and I are going to yeah. stick around in the studio, and we're going to be reviewing the show basically directly after the show has finished we've got some like admin bits to do in you know in the, that half hour period but yeah we're going to be doing a full podcast review directly ish after the show has finished which i'm very excited well, about at least it'll be fresh in your mind it'll be so fresh in my mind although i will be <laughs> a sleepy boy because yeah i was about to say Oh man! I mean, this, this is a six-hour show, right? Like, this is a five-five-hour show at the at the bare minimum. I mm -hmm. think it may go like super duper long. And yeah. this this may be an experiment that only lasts for two weeks because we're going to do a Survivor <laughs> Series as well. But Ollie may be like, "I'm too tired, and I need to go home and have some sleep before the next one." Mm -hmm. Right. Um, the guilty hat says at this point, I'm more interested to see Omega without the belt. He doesn't need it for another match with Brian. And the story of him losing big matches while Cole and the Bugs are winning fuels a story around the line, the elite is for winners. So a lot of possibilities here. There's a lot of possibilities. Also, can I throw this out there as a possible scenario? Mm -hmm. Omega loses. He needs something to do afterwards. He comes out with Don Callis to talk. And then... I don't know if this is going to make the, the noise that I want it to, but Okada comes out oh, on right. Dynamite I mean, yeah. next. <laughs> actually, no, that was actually pretty good. That was a pretty good. I thought, I was like, oh, I kind of got it. I kind of yeah, got it. Pretty good. You know, Okada comes out there next week and you can build to a potential next Okada match. Oh, man. Takes him away from the title picture, gives him something else to do. And that would be a pretty interesting direction. Do it in the UK. Do it in the UK. Uh, Plasma <laughs> PD says, Morning, Luke and Tempest. I think Adam Page will win because the story makes sense he would win here. But if he doesn't win, then All Out next year has to be the time. Also, I'm hoping one day the Pillars will form a Nexus-like faction. I do remember a Jim Cornette quote where he said, you can't keep having a babyface who is over and have them losing to be the champion. They're going to lose momentum and could lose fans, so I think TK will pull the trigger. So a couple of interesting points there. I sort of agree with you mostly, Plasma PD, but I kind of also like the idea of those four pillars of AEW being on its heel faction. I This came up a, a couple months ago. I think it was when I did the review of the, the Grand Slam show. I don't 
foresee MJF and Jungle Boy ever being in a faction together. I also don't foresee people doing Jungle Boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) MJF and Jungle Boy together is like matter and antimatter trying to cooperate. Those are they possibly coexist. Other ends of the scale of the scale working in a faction together. I don't know. I don't really see it, but I could be wrong. 8-Bit Archer. Guys, it's gotta be Hangman, right? It's just a perfect spot to spin everything off. Hangman's vindication. Kenny start to unravel. Cole waiting in the wings. Danielson lurking uh, like an environmentally friendly vegan murdering shark. Homer staff fans. <laughs> That's good. Homer staff fans said, I personally feel like Paige needs to win this match. Holding out on the title win for a longer might risk people being burnt out on the storyline. Also, I feel like Danielson Omega doesn't need the title. And I can no, and I completely agree with you. And I 100% agree with you. Whenever I say Danielson Omega too, the reason why I'm talking about that in relation to Omega winning is because Danielson's probably going to be the next contender for the title. That's why I tend to like, go towards that. Uh, mm. Adam Weiss said, I think Hangman beats Omega, then beats the man Omega couldn't beat, Dan- uh, Brian Danielson, furthering a Kenny downward spiral that leads to Adam Cole stealing the Young Bucks away from him, possibly coinciding with Kevin Steen joining AEW and Kenny's alone with Don Callis. I'll be very interested to see with all of this, because I could, I could see Hangman Page winning the title and then the focus kind of shifting onto Kenny from that character point of view, you know, because mm-hmm. Kenny's obviously been the champion and his story is being the champion. You know, he gets the title defenses and that's what he's focused on. Meanwhile, Hangman Page is the one who's had like the really deep introspective character arc with all of this. If they move the title from one to the other, I think Kenny could be the one to have like that really deep character arc coming out of this about, you know, his insecurities and, and the elite and his, his former friends and maybe get Kota Ibushi involved. I don't know. Spitballing here, but I think there's a lot of possibilities to have his focus be on the character and the storyline that he's gone through since arriving in AEW. Cause it's basically been page since the start of the company. Really? Um, but Tempest, I'm sure you were making really excellent points there, but I, I'll be honest with you, I stopped listening at one point because I just saw someone say this in the chat, and I went to go double-check it. The 1990s X-Men animated series is getting a revival currently titled X-Men 97 and will premiere on Disney Plus in 2023. Well, isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? We're getting a series. We're getting like, we're, The X-Men animated series is coming back. Nostalgia yeah. lives on. <laughs> oh, very exciting. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Long ways away, though. Uh, Punk Rocks and Soda says, I can't disagree with Kenny winning more. I think holding off on Paige again could possibly risk fans turning on the storyline, especially considering how long this has been built and how perfectly everything has been told with the Dark Order integration. I've seen a few people mention this um, about people getting burnt out on the storyline. I thought the same thing when he lost the 10 man tag, that that might burn out. Then he came back and he won, and then he got that massive pop in the casino ladder match. And I was like, I think this guy might just be the guy that always gets the pop. Yeah. He's your top baby face. Like he yeah. really is. 
you know, and he's got a different character where he can lose, but it doesn't hurt him as a character, you know, because it allows him to change. And as long as if they just went right back to the match again, you know, and there's no change in the storyline, just, oh, he lost, let him try again. Then, yeah, I think you'd probably get burnt out on it. But it's the fact that he's changed as a character so much. Like each match is therefore different because yeah. he's a different character. And you could keep doing that for a very long time, in my opinion. And you wouldn't lose me as a viewer. Maybe other people are different. That's fine. But I know for me, I'm excited to see Hangman Page continue to grow and evolve as a character, whether he wins or loses. Uh, final tally on the poll, 86% went for the yes vote. Yes. Yes, 86%. That was a landslide. Uh, Colin said, um, have the elite interfere in the tournament final so that Miro wins because Kenny is afraid of Danielson and then have that backfire when Danielson stops the elite in the main event so Hangman wins. Then you can get Hangman versus Miro and Kenny versus Brian. Uh, Peter Mullins, I agree that you could extend Page Omega for the biggest end, uh, etching ever. However, in the world of COVID <laughs> injuries, booking clashes and new signings, you have to pull the trigger now. This is a moment where they can control uh, and they have control of the situation and they have to go. Mean Man said, here's my guess. We've already had Brian versus Omega to a draw, but uh, not had much has changed with either character, so there could still be a stalemate. The only person I could see taking the belt off Omega other than Brian is Hangman Page. Page wins at full gear. Chuck Cassis says, good morning, good afternoon, lads. After hearing conversations with people when AEW was in Cincinnati, that the latest they'd wait to see Hangman win is full gear. I think that seeing Kenny as a champ every week is great, but will we'll be stale soon. Much love. Will Campbell said, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with Kenny being champion is stale, especially when they had that segment on, on Dynamite this past week. Yeah. It just makes me love him even more. Now he's back with Callus again. Good lord, did I get swept by that segment? And it was just beautiful. I loved it. I love that segment <laughs> so much because they so totally got me. They, I noticed the cameraman. Yes, got in the way twice, and I was like, and "Oh, did, this." Didn't is you think fucked. it was weird? Didn't yeah. you think it was weird? And like, I did. They kept because they kept then cutting to another camera shot. I was like, "Oh, that's Tony Khan," like saying get that camera guy out of the shot. Like he's ruining, uh, I've got to keep coming to different camera angles. I thought it was so weird, but I never at any point thought, that's nah, Don Callis. Yeah. I never thought, it, I never thought more of it than just, oh, this is a cameraman that just keeps getting in the way. <laughs> like it happened twice. And I was like, what is going on with this cameraman? And then he attacked him and I went, of course, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Yeah. I, I loved that. And I've, I've been a really big fan of Kenny Omega's title run. And if it if it ends here, I think it's been a fantastic title run. If it continues, I think it could just keep getting better. Like I know some people might get burnt out on it, but I'm really into it. Uh, Will Campbell said, "Hi guys, uh, I think if you're going to put the title on page, you should do it here, especially after the go home contract in blood angle. Also, like all out, the pay per view is being shown in theaters. I and my younger sister are driving 19 minutes to New Jersey to go and see it. I'm sorry that you've got to go to New Jersey." James <laughs> Hanley said, "If Page wins, the the only I've I've no beef with New Jersey. I just hear that it's rubbish. Uh, if Page wins, then the only way it could be better if is Cody comes out to present Page with the title." takes a picture with page and generally stands next to page the entire time thinking to himself 
you did it, Cody. The face of the company. No more booze. What if he what if he hands him the title and does the point? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Danny says Hangman has to win here, or he risks uh, risks becoming another Luger or Strowman. Uh, guys who won titles. Sorry, things just changed. Uh, guys who win titles but are considered choke artists. He needs to win his career-defining big match. He could lose it soon after. Thank you, Rudy. Congratulations, becoming DAD. That's an excellent point, actually. There that I will raise again, Danny. Kenny's final line in that video package was. I'm Kenny Omega, and I win big matches. Hangman Page always loses big matches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. WH, it, it, WH says, purely on the Page Omega story, I think there's mileage left. Hangman hasn't got over his drinking, for example. However, I don't want to be going on, going into Omega versus Danielson Miro Punk knowing who's winning, so I think they should just pull the trigger now. Brian Moore said Page's world title win has been built since AEW began. He got the first world title match against Jericho. Fans rejected him. He got over in his tag team with Omega. Has big confidence um, hits with losing to Omega, Brian Cage, and the Dark Order. Um, with the Dark Order. Sorry, says Omega to lose and go away to heal himself uh, and how banged up he's been. Get a Carter in, then or Ishii to have matches against Danielson. Kenny ain't close to 100%. Keep him away from Okada. But really, whatever AEW does, I just trust them. Oh, my God. You sang Ishii against oh, Brian Danielson. Oh, I would just melt. <laughs> that gets my gears going. <laughs> and a hot tag over to you uh, to read up some of these ultra chats. Very good. Thomas Fitzgerald says, I think the Danielson-Miro match ends with Miro winning due to interference by Callus Omega because they're looking past Page and are scared of a Danielson title shot. Then Hangman, motivated even more by this, beats Omega. Thoughts? Yeah, there's every chance. Like, yeah, I think if, if Danielson wins, then there is going to be, like, so much talk on commentary about, man, Danielson-Omega too. And, like, mm-hmm. whether that is what gets into Kenny's head. Yeah. I, I will say the idea I heard earlier as well that the elite beat up Brian. I don't love interference in a bunch of different matches in AEW. I like more clean finishes and whatnot. So I'm kind of, I would prefer clean finishes. But the elite costing Brian Danielson the match and then him coming out in the main event to run them off, allowing for the clean match, I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. I think there's something there to that. And that could be, that could be fun. Uh, Kavum87 says, on Wednesday, TK tweeted it would uh, be a good episode to hook a friend into watching AEW. With the episode heavily referencing New Japan Pro Wrestling, it seems that TK was using this uh, using this to have fans educate new fans on NJPW for an inevitable crossover, specifically Okada. I was thinking he might have shown up last week, but maybe next week. I don't know. I'm holding out hope. <laughs> Marmalade squeeze. Yeah. I hope so. I re- he's in America. It's gotta I, happen. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Say, I'm. I'm gonna change that. He. It's not gonna happen soon, but it will happen. Oh, it will happen. It's gotta happen. It's gotta we need. Happen. We need Kenny Okada five. We need Tony's. Tony's not an idiot. No, like, not, like he's like look at me like who? <laughs> who am I booking against? Omega now? <laughs> oh, just some guy. The man knows what guy. he's doing. No, those casuals will know who he is. <laughs> Marmalade Squeeze says, since since Moxley was originally supposed to be in the title eliminator stuff, and he was apparently projected to turn heel, it could have played out in the mix uh, 
that Mox beat Brian with help from Kingston and then challenged Hangman. So they're using the next biggest heel. It's a good point. I, yeah, it's a, it's a very good point, you know, and I like that whenever they do things like this where someone needs replacing, that doesn't automatically mean they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that's fun. Uh, Keith Lloyd says, a podcast with my favorites, Tempo and the DAD minus Terry the Cat. Could you guys see a debuting or guest appearance from CJ Perry Saturday? That's Lana for anyone unaware. Also, what match intrigues you guys the most at full gear? I'm undecided between Punk versus Kingston and Brian versus Miro. Based on the conversation that we've had today, it's Paige Omega. Like yeah. that is the one that intrigues me the most. Following up from that, it's Pink, uh, Punk, Pink, Punk, and Kingston. <laughs> it's Pink, Pink, and Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, my my answer would be the same. It's those two, and Brian Miro is up there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Punk Rant says Paige Omega. Oh, Eddie sorry, and Punk. We, sorry just to answer the question, could we see uh, CJ Perry this Saturday? Um, mm. I don't know. I don't really need to see Lana in AEW personally. You know, I like I like it better with her being this mythical figure that Miro talks about in all the promos. You know? Like I'm sure if she shows up, they would do a good job. Like she was a good manager for him and everything. But I just I just like what Miro's got going on right now and I don't mm-hmm. really want to see a change. Yeah. You know? Uh, New Punk Rant says, Paige Omega, Eddie Punk, and Darby MJF. I haven't even talked about Darby and MJF. I know. Crazy stuff. Alone are massively well-told stories. It's mind-blowing how deep the upper mid-card and main event scene is and how many stories are told. It's definitely a marathon, and AEW still feels like it's not even reached a peak. 100%. 100p. I completely agree with you on that one. Completely agree as well. It's... Such good stuff. I love this. Love it. Uh, Brian Moore said, hi, Brian. I know, Brian. Uh, I think it would do more damage for Miro to lose than Brian. And while an Okada reign for Omega could be good, I don't think it will work and will make uh, people turn on Omega's reign. Uh, and it will be difficult to maintain Paige's momentum. It's entirely possible. It's a different promotion. It's a different setup than than New Japan for sure. Um, but these are all talented guys. I think they can make it work. Uh, Lakshmi Narasimhan uh, B says, looking forward to Hangman getting his, his shot, hopefully. The perfect feud right now to turn Punk heel, Darby winning, MJF then blaming Wardlow and getting beat up for his troubles, and Baker retaining. Hope Miro wins. Maybe the elite shenanigans, question mark, so Brian Omega too. I am also looking forward to Dan Lambert eating a whole <laughs> lot of finish spam before ta- tapping to, it's a Boston crab. <laughs> I I mean I loved that segment on Dynamite yeah. with Dan Lambert hitting the power bomb and then shouting it to Boston Crab. I it's, I mean I know people I know there are people who don't like the the, the inner circle jerks and American Top Team feud. I dig it, man, and I like Dan Lambert. I mean it's it's classic heel stuff, you know. It's just yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tricky. Uh, Kevin May says so. The Punk Eddie match, this anger filled match with that has a no DQ stipulation. Could we see a DQ win for Punk when Eddie beats the ever-loving crap crap out of him? Also, I love AEW, but the mishandling of the women's division is starting to piss me off. It must change. Agreed. Agreed. So, so much agreed. And I'm glad someone else brought that up in the in the ultra chats as well. Thank you so much. Because yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah. as far as I'm aware, like so did I misread that? But I think the punk Kingston match is just a singles match. I just wanted to go and double check yeah. that. 
Just um, just a singles match. I don't see a match. DQ. Yeah, because AEW doesn't do DQs like that. Yeah, makes these I think what Kevin better. might have been. I think what Kevin might have been saying is like it has a it has no no DQ stipulation. Uh, so we right. may see like a DQ finish. Um, I don't think they'll do a DQ finish though. No, I I do not think that crowd would take kindly to a DQ finish Ooh, in that match. No, no, they would not. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Correa has been a member for three months Three months in a row. Woo, yeah, members. Uh, I think the Danielson or Punk uh, one could be a loss. My pick is Miro wins to build a heel for Hangman and Punk wins to bring out a more badass Punk. Both very possible. Very possible indeed. Uh, the mayor of Painesville, Dan. Hi, Dan. Says, hey, guys, what if Adam wins and Dark Order come out to celebrate and boom, they all attack and Adam ending a show? That is a terrible idea. Dan, you had me Dan, for the first Dan, half of that. Dan, honestly, Come mate, on, Dan. Dan, I, Dan, I, I love you like a brother. That is one of the, that. That is, if Louis Dangor had, I was going to say Louis, is I would say that. that he was baiting everyone. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully, I fully expect, I fully expect Hangman to win, and then Dark Order come out, and the show goes off the air with Hangman on their shoulders. Yeah. That's that's how the pay per view goes off the end. They're not going to Batista drop him or anything. Absolutely not. Oh, Dan. <laughs> no. Dan just wants to watch the world burn. See, but it's Dan. Dan. You know, it's Dan. Like, I keep oh. thinking that Dan's a gimmick, but Dan's not a gimmick. I love him so much. What a great Oh, gimmick. that's good. Great stuff. Jayla Turner says I think people were willing to accept the 10 man tag loss because Hangman had to take time off because of its baby. Uh, so they had to write him out. But to intentionally prolong his feud, even more might kill the momentum. What I would say there, what I would say there, Jayla, is how many people knew that he took the time off for the kid. That mm -hmm. would be my that would be my sort of counter to that. I'm not saying that you're wrong, just saying that, yeah. that would be my counter to that. That's a good point. I still thought he was gonna get the title shot at, at all out after that. I thought mm. they were gonna work around it. Uh, James Handley says, my problem with the women's division has been the same since late 2020. AEW has the components for a solid division with enough young talent to be great in a couple of years. They just don't give them airtime. For whatever reason, they squander every opportunity. So someone like being like, well, they, you know, they're not over. It's like, it's because they've been given a chance to get over. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, Lord Jackson says, Page winning is ob is obvious, so I'll ask a different question. How long until the women's championship main events a pay per view? Considering Britt is their golden girl, if she doesn't main event once, i.e., Britt uh, Rosa, then I have no faith that it will ever faith that it will ever happen. I think if you're going to do it, that would be the match. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, like if it's not Britt Rosa, I agree with you, Lord Jackson. Like I don't, I don't have much more confidence that it would actually main event a pay per view. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh says, off topic, shout out to Sturry13. Um, sorry, this has just been moved around. Where has it gone? Okay, jo Josh says, when will Sullivan Bo Brown challenge for the Jam That Championship? Time to make the Bo dream come true. <laughs> also, look, if you do your interview podcast, uh, would you do any of the NRB crew? I would also love to hear more about how everyone met backstories, etc. One 
hundred percent i would do um yeah like whether i don't think that my interview podcast idea will ever come to fruition i'd love to do it but i i think i'm i'd only love to do it right now because i'm listening to so much adam buxton and mm. um chris van vliet so that's why i'm like oh i'd love to do an interview podcast where i just chat with people um but if i did oh 100 i'd be getting sullivan i'd be getting uh blair i'd be getting tom the whole mm. crew on there um as for sullivan and Bo brown challenging for the title Hey, who knows? You yeah, never no. know. Yeah, Kevin no. said, off topic, shout out to Story13, a French streamer YouTube who did a watch along on his Twitch channel of Monday's Wrestle Talk News. It was good fun reacting to him and we laughed at Luke's running gag hmm. on Shane Helms. Well, I'm glad someone did because there are a few people who were not happy with me <laughs> doing that joke. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Misha, hey, Misha, says, uh, question for Tempest. Danielson's return match was full of spots that referenced his part matches. What reference spots would you like to see in the Page Omega match? My little idea is that Hangman wins not with the buckshot, but with a Rainmaker. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. See, it's tough because like I don't think of any significant spots that happened like in their full gear match last year that they could go back to. You know, there's like a lot of really memorable spots from certain matches. Like Okada and Tanahashi had their risk control thing that they've gone back to. Okada and Omega had different things that they went back to. I don't really have a moment like that where they have that same similar thing between Page and Omega. The only ones that I can really think about would be like maybe maybe Hangman goes for the the one-winged angel because he hit that in the Revolution tag match. And Because the one that's really stuck out to me is Hangman teasing going for the buckshot at Revolution, which they then have gone back to a few times since then in different promos and segments and stuff like that. That, to me, has kind of been the tease. I don't know what comes up in a match the same way, but maybe I'm just not thinking of something. Uh, Shout out to Sat, who has joined us in the chat to say the Wrestling Daily wants a shot of the championship. (laughs) I think that is something that we could possibly arrange. Hmm. Mm. Um, Phoenix says, hey, Luke, D-A-D and Tempest, watching for some time and want an advice, watching Full Gear with a friend who hasn't seen any AEW and not watched wrestling since they were a child. How in-depth do I give in terms of context and history with each match's story? Here is my bit of advice for you, Phoenix. Watch the countdown. Absolutely. the countdown show that they've got airing um, before the pay-per-view is going to do everything that like it will do your job for you and it will do it I, and, and with no disrespect better than you will like in the same way that it would do better than i would it would do better than mm. tempest would because they have got these stories down so that would be my advice get them to watch the countdown so it'll be an hour and it will catch them up with absolutely everything that they need to know uh totally agree. the legit boss, or maybe just watch the pre-show because they'll have all the video packages uh the legit underboss i'm calling it right now revolution 2022 <laughs> brit versus rosa exploding barbed wire death match oh, i don't think they're gonna go back to that one <laughs> no i think they've kind of blown their load on that a little Bl- bit well, well did they blow their load tempest that was the problem they didn't blow any yeah. loads it's it's true it's true oh man just just reading moxley's book and hearing the conversation he was having with kingston when that happened he was like what happened i think that sucked did that suck what happened yeah it sucked they're telling me it sucked what do we do do i lie here oh man never been so sad for a a finish of a wrestling match 
bum me out, man. Um, the Legend of Boss continues to say, not AEW related, but Tempest, who are your picks for the best of the Super Junior and Tag League? Oh, New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. Uh, best of the Super Junior. I would like to see Show win this year. I don't know if they're going to do that because the uh, heel is IWGP Junior t- uh, champion right now. Uh, Hiromu was always a good chance. I could see Robbie Eagles winning too. There's a bunch of different people. Uh, with the Tag League, I think Naito and Sonata are going to win it. Um, and lastly, for now, Peter Mullins said, quite simply, Luke, how do you feel about the new Godzilla? Oh, sorry, how did you feel about the new Ghostbusters <laughs> movie? I mean, I was, I'm always feeling about new Godzilla. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, no, last, before we get to that, we'll end on this. Legenda Boss has also said, um, I can only be sure of one thing. Hangman needs to become the second person to ever kick out of the one-winged angel. We did not talk about this. Mm-hmm. Do you do that spot in this match? No. <gasps> you do it in the eventual rematch. You can build this whole... You get the big pop of Hangman winning in this match. Get another big pop in another match where he kicks out. Save it. You don't need to put all the eggs in the one basket. You can have this match be great and still hold off on a, on a big moment or two for the future. And lastly, from Peter Mullins, and I'm going to read this one out correctly this time. Quite mm-hmm. simply, Luke, how do you feel about the new Ghostbusters? Saw the trailer today for the first time yesterday, and I popped for you. Peter Mullins, I've watched that trailer. The second trailer, I should say. Excuse me, multiple times over, and I've cried every single time. Uh, I am seeing it Monday evening at a special screening ahead of its release at the end of the week. I have... I haven't been this excited for a movie since Endgame. Oh, I am so, so stoked to watch this movie. I have, been, I've cried at every single thing that they have released since they had that first teaser, which was literally just a bit of sheet lifts up and reveals the Ecto one. And I was like, well, this is going to be the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this is going to be the greatest sequel ever made. I am so super duper excited and I can not wait. Um, I was showing off Tempest, my, uh, my Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, there it is there. On the oh, Commodore very nice. Six, it was on the Commodore 64. Of course. Uh, another Commodore 64 release. And then mm-hmm. there's my uh, Sinclair Spectrum release of Ghostbusters. Yep. Um, then I've got all my VHS collection up there and my, my DVDs, my laser discs, and my mm-hmm. Blu-rays. It's the greatest Tempest, the best film ever made. <laughs> I really want this movie to be good for you. <laughs> like I will enjoy it too because I love Ghostbusters, but I want I want this to be great for you. Yeah, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and he was like, "Even if it's bad, I think I'm still gonna love it." Like because yeah. I think it's just gonna be everything that I need it to be. Like it doesn't have to be amazing, but it will probably be everything that I need it to be. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I i very much agree with him on that one also welcome to the chat that's just before we leave sp3 he's gonna deal with the snow in minneapolis hangman better win i yeah. i have heard that it's supposed to snow all weekend in minneapolis oh, yeah i was gonna say i heard it was cold out there because like mm-hmm. denise was saying that denise she is not happy denise is not happy she is a california girl she don't have a wardrobe for minneapolis snow weather Anyway, Crimea River. <laughs> Crimea <laughs> River, dick face. I'm not going. <laughs> it's Canada. Then <laughs> it was sunny, but like, oh my god, I'm not ready for this weather. Yeah, walk out in shorts. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, thank you all so much for joining us here on this very special episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you, Tempest, for taking the time out of your day to uh, to join us on this show. It's always a delight to do a podcast with you, particularly when we get to nerd out about AEW for an hour. Like I did, yeah. I honestly thought I was like, well, we might get an hour out of the show easily. Got an hour out of the show. Um, have you got anything you'd like to plug before we go? Uh, just everyone stay tuned to Parts of Unknown. We got a lot of fun stuff coming there in the next few weeks and months. So, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to Parts of Unknown. You will not regret it. And you can go over to beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. We've just had a chat come in, so I'm just going to really read that now. Um, Kevin says, quick thought. Can you see Maria Kanellis coming in to take charge of the AEW's women's division if Ring of Honor is no more? Also, Paige has to win, please. I don't know I don't about like take. I don't hate it by any means. No, I think Maria has done a fantastic job with Ring of Honor uh, in her time there. I don't know how easy someone can just walk in and like take charge of something in AEW quite the same way. But I would very much like to see her involved. Without mm-hmm. a doubt, I would like to see her influence on the women's division. I think that'd be great. Tempo, aside from all, sorry, full gear tomorrow, not all gear tomorrow, um, what do you got planned for the weekend? Uh, well, uh, my plans besides a uh, full out this weekend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really, honestly, I don't think I have too much on the docket. Uh, I'm just going to kind of try and stay on top of work a little bit. I'm going to watch the show tomorrow, which I do plan on taking up most of my day because it will probably be five or six hours in total. Time to start for you. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I think the pre-show will probably start at like 6 p.m. Yeah. That sounds about right. Maybe 7 p.m. I can never keep track. Every single pay-per-view, every single show that's not a weekly TV show, I 100% the day of will Google like, what time does this show start? I no matter what. Oh, WWE pay-per-view, NXT TakeOver, AEW show, New Japan show. I have no idea what time these shows start. I have to every time because I set the streams up for the live reactions, mm-hmm. so I have to go to the WWE Network to be like, when is the show on? Because I'm not, I'm yeah. not googling it because that be it. you'll never get an answer. So I just go to like the WWE Network, find the schedule, and like go and find it there. I've actually just had to go to fights to find out when full year starts. It starts at one a.m. for us, so that's the main show, which means the pre-show starts at midnight. Okay, so pre-show start at seven, regular show starts at eight. Show will probably be done around. Maybe a little past midnight, I would think. Yeah. Are you watching it alone or with friends? I will probably watch it with friends. I I I was I was very, very happy on Wednesday this week because I was just I didn't have any plans. I was just gonna do my work and then watch watch Dynamite as I normally do. And I get a text like at two PM or so just saying, like, Hey, are you watching Dynamite today? I was like, Yeah. I was like, Can I come? I wanna watch. I was like, Ah, people are getting into it. I've hooked, I've hooked my friends. They're watching AEW now, and they want to. They don't just watch it because I have it on. Like they're actually like, can I come over and watch the show? You know, how did they find it? Oh, they they thought it was great. You know, I thought I thought this. I haven't really got a chance to talk about Dynamite at all, but I thought this was one of like the great go home shows that I've seen. You know, especially with that contract signing segment. I we were just blown away by that. 
was damn good, right? Damn, damn yeah. good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I uh, for me, like, it's I'm so tomorrow. I hang out with the kid, I guess, during the day. Like, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to nap, and then get the train across to London and do the live reactions, do the podcast, then come back on Sunday. My parents are then coming over Sunday afternoon, so mm. I might only get like a few hours kip. Like by the time I get back, before my parents come over. It's That's be rough. Well, yeah, but it's going to be more rough next weekend because it's Survivor Series next weekend, which is on a Sunday, which means I'll get the train in to I get the train into London, watch Survivor Series, do the podcast review with Ollie, then get the train back home. And because I've got something booked in for the Wednesday and no one else is around, I've got to do the news on Monday. So I've got to do the evening news. So I basically got to come home and then write the news. Oh, Jesus Christ. You poor man. I do not envy your schedule, sir. I am I am 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Like this, I am I'm, I'm 35 years old. I'm a dad. I'll be getting a train at 8 a.m., then coming home and writing and, and then presenting it on the green screen. I'm gonna look <laughs> awful. I'm gonna look so <laughs> ham it up. Walk in and just be like, this is AEW full gear. Full gear. Yeah. I am going to be an absolute mess. So, yeah, I mean, it's the late news. So, I guess like I got a bit of a reprieve, but like Christmas Day. It's going to be awful. Mm. It's going to be rubbish. Uh, But, yeah, do you know what? I'm excited and I like doing this job. I wouldn't do any other job, really. So, um, I don't don't mind, really. Like, whoa, whoa, so so poor you. You paid to watch wrestling and talk about it. You poor soul, you. Yeah, I, I had a very similar reaction earlier this year where we did our, our crazy WrestleMania schedule because I we of course we decided to schedule Fan Quizlemania right in the middle of that week. Yep, good work, brilliant. But I was on there with Andy and uh, and Adam, and mm-hmm. Adam immediately pops up. He's just like, "Screw yourself, Tempest. You don't have to be up late watching all these shows." I was like, "I have to film and review." both of these takeovers the night that they happen i've been up until until like 4 a.m two nights and three nights in a row because of these shows he's like no screw yourself you don't have to stay up late watch this you don't know the the pain that we feel and i was like okay i've i mean ollie is a ollie's a very sleepy boy when it comes to doing live reactions and stuff adam's grumpy he's so (laughs) grumpy about having to stay up that late it's it's hilarious i never thought i'd get that reaction from him doing live reactions, but when we did the SummerSlam reactions, he's just a grumpy man. Being like, <laughs> why am I here? This is stupid. Why did why did the British folks seem to become the center the center of wrestling YouTube? Know, you know, right? Why is it like us? why did why why did it have to be y'all? You guys are in like the worst spot to be doing this. I know, and yet here we are. Uh, hey, yeah. before we go, I'm going to do another screen share. Um, I don't know how much do you care about Star Wars. I like Star Wars a lot, quite uh, a bit. They released some concept art for the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Oh yeah. So I'm going to share my screen because I haven't actually had a proper chance to look at these yet. So I'm going to share. Uh, let's. I'll do a Chrome tab in case I want anything bad open. Uh, I haven't, but just in case. Hmm. Oh oh. So that like is Obi Wan facing off against. Uh, Vader, so that's cool. I don't know when that's supposed to happen. Yep, that's uh, oh, that's Kenobi. It's clearly Tatooine there. You can see that yep. in the background. Some stormtroopers on that looks to be like Coruscant. 
Yeah, I was about to say, it looks a lot better than whatever 2002 computer they made Coruscant in <laughs> for the prequel movies. <laughs> Hmm. And uh, a nice. little ship there. Very cool. Very nice. Very cool indeed. Although, as someone has pointed out, communism will win, has pointed out here on, on the old Twitter machine. Uh, <laughs> Disney is once again trampling over the original trilogy. Vader says to him in A New Hope, when I left you, I was but a learner. Now I'm the master. You would definitely not be the learner by the time. It was significantly stronger than Kenobi. This is just fan service. Hey, I mean, yeah. maybe he still will be uh, a learner. Maybe. By the time maybe it's a dream. Him. Yeah, maybe it's a dream. It's a dream. You know? There's there's ways them. around it. Cause yeah. They've they've really locked themselves into a box with a lot of these sort of things. With the way that yeah. they told the, the stories, the prequels and the original trilogy, where it's like, no, no, no. Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi did nothing of note for 20 years between oh, yeah. episodes three and four. They just sat oh. in the desert and in a swamp. That's it. So you can't really tell stories that much about what's got what's gone an episode of a show maybe but this will be interesting i'm very curious i've been meaning to like have a conversation with you about star wars so, like uh -huh, yeah, you know yeah. just like in an after dark or or something like that where you just get into it for uh oh, for an extended man. period because i know i i think i saw one of uh like you did a, like a ranking or a tier list or a breakdown or something of all the star wars movies and I was like, I feel like our opinions are fairly close in line with perhaps a few major differences. One of I, which possibly yeah. being like The Last Jedi. I, well, let's get like Last Jedi is, is is my favorite Star Wars movie. And I, I haven't seen it since it came out. Mm -hmm. I just remember like going out of the cinema. I haven't had this going out of a cinema to see a Star Wars movie. And I've seen all, you know, all nine of them at the pictures, right? Like when they did the 97 re-releases of the original trilogy. So I've seen all nine of them at the pictures in some form of a release. And the last Jedi was the only one I walked out of being like, that had an effect on me. Mm. Like that had a profound effect on me and what it means to be a Star Wars fan and the Star Wars universe. It was the first one that attempted to do something new and different with the Star Wars brand. And I found that to be very interesting and very exciting. I haven't rewatched it though. So it may be rubbish and actually a bit bad but i don't know because i haven't rewatched it yeah that's the one to me where it's like because i walked out of seeing the last jedi for the first time having really enjoyed it like i i really liked that movie the first time that i saw it and then i've gone back and watched it a few times and this is just a personal thing with me i have a very hard time watching movies where there's like a whole chunk of it that i don't like yeah. you know like there might be little things throughout movies that i'm not a big fan of or something like, oh, the pacing is a little bit weird here and there. But if there's like a, a big old chunk that I'm just like, oh my God, can I just fast forward through this movie? I'm probably not going to like the movie that much. You know, yeah. like my, because I will watch the first two, two thirds of Wonder Woman and then I will turn the movie off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really love the first two thirds of that movie. I really love about two thirds of The Last Jedi, but the middle chunk where they go to the casino planet, I'm just like, this is just garbage not a fan because the things that people don't like about that movie from what i've seen like the cynical star wars people that they don't like is like all oh, luke luke being the way he is and and ray and the kill the past and her parents are garbage and and etc etc stuff like that well, none of the, that all the interesting stuff yeah yeah of course all of that 
I have zero problem with whatsoever. That to me is interesting to- storytelling and just, you know, it challenges what you believe about Star Wars, what you're led to believe about Star Wars. And I like all that. What I don't like is whatever the hell Rose and Finn are doing the entire movie. It's like the other yeah. half of the movie that I was just like, yeah. if you just got rid of that and made it about Ray and Luke and Kylo Ren, I would have really enjoyed that movie throughout. But man. Yeah. All right. I mean, unfortunately, we're going to have to draw this to a close. I would actually much rather sit here and, and chat with you about this, though. But I'm slightly concerned. I think my computer's frozen. And huh. are you able to end the broadcast? Uh, well, let's see. If I am, I'm going to click the button. So. Okay. Right. Well, I'll, I'll do a quick sign off then. Before we... <laughs> oh, well, let's see. End the show. Because <laughs> I can't click, like, I can't click anything. Um, but I'm still talking to you and I'm still recording. So something is, is going right. Uh, but anyway, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Tempest will be back tomorrow with Pete Gwinnell to review SmackDown and AEW Rampage, the new number one show on the Wrestle Talk podcast network. Actually, no, it's the num- new number two show. Maybe it will be the new number one show. No, still the number two show because Dynamite is still always going to trample it. Um, so join him for that. And then on Sunday, there will be an AEW Full Gear 2021 review podcast with myself and Ollie Davis, which will be wonderful. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 